Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. I am going to talk about the blood tonight. Amen. And it might be a very, because, I mean, there's so much, so much in the blood. So, and I was watching um, Creflo Dollar speak about the blood and he I watched his introduction. He said he was doing 20 weeks of the blood. And I was like, well, there's that much in there. And you could probably go longer, but this won't be a 20-week message. Um, so it's just going to kind of be um, just an overview just to exhort you on the power of the blood and what it can do in your life. Amen? So um, first off, just before we get into the Bible, with all things of God, you need to do, there's four things that you need to do for um, getting what's in this. You have to know. So you have to have knowledge. You have to know what's in here. You have to believe it, right? You have to believe that it's true. You have to appropriate it. So you have to expect it in your life. And then, or you have to apply it to your life and then expect it to come to pass. Right? So those, there's four things. Know, believe, appropriate, or apply it to your life and, and expect it to come to pass. And the Bible says, my people are destroyed for their lack of knowledge. Right? So it's not just that there's a test and you failed because you don't know. It's because the enemy is bombarding you with things. And if you don't know what the word says, you're going to get knocked flat every time. Right? And that's how you're destroyed. So you've got to know. You've got to believe it. You've got to apply it and you've got to expect it. So we're going to do that with the blood. Amen. So going back into the old covenant, um, without getting too much into that, we know that Adam sinned, right? He, you know, he shot it for all of us. And so God had to do something with that sin, right? We can't, we can't, We were his creation, his children. He didn't want us to be living in that sin. So he made, he had them build a temple. We had to do animal sacrifices, which so glad we don't have to do anymore. Amen. (laughs) I have a hard enough time eating meat. I can't think about it. I just, I have to, I'm not that disciplined to not eat the meat. Um, I just can't think about it. So to not have one more animal killed, I'm great with that, not having to do blood sacrifices. We're good. But they had to do that every year. They had to make sacrifices to cover the sins of the people, right? There wasn't a cleansing. Um, Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10. Amen. Amen. And when you're there, say amen. Amen. All right. So we're going to look at verse 1. For since the law has but a shadow of the good things to come instead of the true form of these realities, it can never, by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. So we're going to stop there. And it goes on to say that has, you know, has to be done every year. Let's skip down to verse 4, actually. For it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. So it, this was basically a placeholder until Jesus could come. This was to get us by, to get them by until Jesus could come and cleanse them once and for all. Amen? Amen. 
So we have to know that, that at first it covers. The blood sacrifice in the Old Covenant covers sin. It did not wash them away. So there are three overarching things that the blood does, that the blood of Jesus does for us. Number one, we're accepted into the family of God. And in doing that, he has cleansed us of our sins. Amen. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 1. And we're going to start at verse 5. All right, verse 5. He predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. So we have, are now sons and daughters of God. Amen? And that's through the blood. It could only come through the blood. We are raised up to sons and daughters. And then it also says we have redemption through his blood. And that word redemption is, and I like this definition, atonement for guilt repurchase as if something sold, paying off as a mortgage, bond, or a note. So he paid our price so that we can be cleansed. That sin is no longer in your life. And I know this is a very basic message. We are all Christians here. And so we we know this, but it's good to be reminded. Amen? And I'm going to a lot of scripture here at first. Um, Let's, you can... You don't have to flip here, but I'm going to go to 1 John chapter 1. And and in verse 7, it says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So again, it cleanses us. And it's saying as we walk in the light. So that's a continual cleansing. Because God knows we're going to mess up. We're human. Sin nature is in our flesh. We're going to mess up, but it's a continual cleansing that you apply the blood to. Amen. That's that third thing, appropriate. Apply the blood to your sin, wherever you've messed up. And it's so important to remember that it's nothing that we, we could not do anything to work off the blood. We can do nothing to give us the, I don't know, I can't think of the word. Um, There's nothing that we can do to, to pay off what he did. And now we're supposed to walk in the light, like the scripture said, we're supposed to walk in the light, meaning we are, our goal is we're pointing towards what God is wanting us to do. We are not sinning on purpose. We do mess up, but we're not living in sin on purpose. And but we're not counting that as like keeping score that I'm a better Christian because I've done X, Y, and Z because, well, pastor talks about all the things that, you know, that Scott and I do here, but it's not, that's not, I'm not keeping score of every single thing that I'm doing. I'm doing, I'm doing whatever I can for the Lord, whatever they need me to do. I'm doing it because the blood is precious and it's, he's paid the price for me to be here and to be able to do all these things for him, right? Yes, I'm help, we're helping pastors out, but this is for God. Yeah. I'm not doing this, we're not doing this for recognition of anybody. We're doing it for God, and he's the only one that counts who sees it, amen? 
Now, I grew up in church. Um, my parents on the front row. Um, I got saved when I was four, I, four or five. I knew it was one of the two. And then, um, and then I rededicated my life later in middle school. And, um, and then I, from then on, I've lived a good life. Like I haven't, you know, there's no big major falling, you know, no, you know, failure or any sort. Um, but the thing is, if I, if you had taken out those two decisions to apply the blood to my heart, if you had taken out that when I was four, if I hadn't done that, and then if I hadn't given my life to the Lord, rededicated or, you know, given for the first time at middle school age, but I still was with the same parents, same church, and it was a good church because I grew up basically with that front row. <laughs> um, <laughs> My pastor Jerry was my pastor as little little kid until we moved to Newburgh, where I was then under Pastor Mark. So, same churches, but take out those decisions to apply the blood. If I died tomorrow, I would be in hell with all the murders, all the horrible people that you think of that belong in hell. I would be there because I ha I didn't make that decision, right? right? And the thing is. So many people think they are a good person and, I, and they don't actually make that decision to apply the blood to their life, to their heart. And they think they're fine. You know, I could have thought, oh, I go to church. I go to a great church, which if you're attending a church like this for that many years and you still haven't given your life to Jesus, we gotta maybe cast some demons out of you. But, <laughs> um, but just sitting in a good church does not get you to heaven. Right. Having good parents, teens, I know I only have two of you here, but teens watching on the live stream, having Christian parents doesn't get you to heaven. Going to a good church that preaches the word doesn't get you into heaven. You have to apply the blood to your heart. It's like, okay, how many of y'all are the people who ride with their cars on E? And, and, push it as far as you can to get to the gas station. I, nope, just me, teach. <laughs> um, so, so say I run out of gas and I'm on the side of the road and someone brings me, you know, a can of gas and I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. And I just set it right here. I'm like, okay, I have gas now. Am I going to get anywhere? No, I'm not going to get any place. My car, I could try to start my car and try to go, but it's not going to work because the gas is still sitting next to my car. I have to actually put it in the vehicle, right? right? So when you got saved, you had to actually say with your mouth. You had to pray the sinner's prayer, declare that Jesus is your Lord. You had to do something audibly, amen? So just make sure that you're not leaving the gas next to your car, amen? In Romans 3, it says, all have sinned. Actually, I'm going to flip there real quick. In verse 23. Actually, I'm going to skip back a little bit. I'm going to go to 21. 
But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood to be received by faith. So this shows us that there is no distinction. It doesn't matter how good of a person you are or how bad of a person you are. Everyone has broken the law. Everyone deserves hell. It doesn't matter how good of a, per- how good of a life you've lived, if you haven't applied the blood through faith to your life, you're not going to heaven. Amen? And it's on, on the other side, there's nothing so bad that you've done that the blood can't cover it. Amen? You, some, I, I, feel, I just feel like I need to say this. You might think that there's, you've done something so horrible that nobody, no, that God, there's no way that he can redeem you from this. That's what he does. That's the purpose of his blood. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you've messed up. You're a Christian and you've messed up and you think you've messed up so bad that there's no coming back from it. You can't show your face at church anymore. You can't, you can't call yourself a Christian anymore. Put it under the blood. God doesn't care. Now, side note, if you have broken the laws of our land, there is, you might have to um, pay your debt to society if you have broken laws. There is, the blood does not cover the natural laws in, um, in our society, so I do have to put that out there. Um, but if you ask God, he's like, what? I don't, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. If you've applied the blood to your, to your sin that you've committed, it's gone. He's washed it away. Amen? Amen. I mean, think of Paul and Saul of Tarsus before he was Paul. He persecuted Christians. He had them thrown in jail. He was most likely, I think, part of the stoning of Stephen, the very first martyr of the early church. Think about that. And he wrote a lot of our New Testament, right? If he can redeem Paul or Saul and turn him into Paul, I don't think there's anything that you've done that's, that, that's as bad as that, Amen. that he can't turn around for you. Amen? Amen? And so now we are sons and daughters, and we are made the righteousness of God. Amen? Amen. And I'm going to flip to Hebrews 10 again. And looking at verse 19. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. So we can even have a clean heart and a clean conscience. Amen? You don't, there's no condemnation in Christ because the blood has covered it. The blood has taken it away. It's no longer there. Amen? Amen. Okay, so the first thing that the blood does is we're accepted into the family of God and our sins are washed. They're not there anymore. Number two, we have access into his presence. Okay, amen? Amen. 
Let's look again at Hebrews 10, 19. Go back up to verse 19. Well, first, before we get here, so remember in the Old Covenant, only the high priests could go into the Holy of Holies to, sac- to offer the sacrifice. Okay? But if you read all of chapter 10 from the beginning, it talks about how Jesus became that one sac- that sacrifice once and for all. And now, let's read verse 19 again. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. So not only are we cleansed, are our hearts clean, but now we can actually enter into that holy place. Amen? We can enter into his presence and talk to him. He can talk to us. And that only comes through the blood. And the whole purpose of knowing that it's the blood is because the blood was already shed. And if you get this through your heads, if it, you just got to look at it this way. Whatever is covered under the blood is 100% true. If it's, if it's under the blood, it's yours. And so this going into his presence came through the blood. Amen. That shedding of his blood. And now we can enjoy his presence like we did tonight. We can enjoy his presence in our homes. You don't have to be here at church to enjoy his presence and to to get ministered to and to talk to him, to ask him questions. Amen. And I don't want to get off too much on the praise and worship aspect, but that is the second thing is access into his presence. Now, number three, access into access to his blessings. Now, usually we, a lot of, and we sing about the blood all the time because the blood is it just, it covers everything. There's no new covenant without the blood. Amen. That's why it's such, it is a big deal. The blood is big. And a lot of times this, we, churches, not us, but churches stop at the cleansing of your, your heart, your cleansing of your sins. And they kind of stop there at what the blood does. But it goes so much further than that. Amen. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3. And we'll look at verse 13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who, hang, who is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. So right there it says Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. In your spare time, I'm not going to go and read it. Go to Deuteronomy 28, and I have it written here in my Bible. Deuteronomy 28, so I'm assuming that's the correct um, spot for that. But that's where it starts listing out the curse. And it's a long, it's, it's a long curse, you know. And some of these things, I'm like, how, how did you come up with this? Like, how do you even think of these things to put in here? But if you can think of about anything bad happening, it's going to be in there. And but Christ has redeemed us from that. Amen. And so I don't really get why they have such a people have such a problem with it being here on earth. 
that we are redeemed from that and we don't have to deal with that stuff. I don't know. But here it says the blood did it. And so that means I can have it. Amen. Amen. And so what does that cover? That covers healing. That covers deliverance, protection, authority over Satan, anything you could possibly think of that's bad. The blood has covered it and we're redeemed from it. Amen. Amen. And so I want to spend um, this last part on how do we access the blessing. We know how to access the, you know, cleansing of our hearts because assuming everyone is, has been saved, we've already done that. But let's go to Revelation 12. And we'll look here. And this is what um, we've been talking about. But it kind of lays it out here. Revelation 12, and we're going to look at verse 11. And they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they love not their lives even unto death. And some translations say, and they have conquered him because of the blood of the lamb. Amen. Amen. So you need two things here, the blood and the word of your testimony. What's your testimony? It's going to be what this says, what the blood did for you. That is your testimony. So you not only have the blood and your gas can sitting here, but you've got your word. What you're speaking is what you're going to use to put your gas into your car. Amen. So, and you didn't think this was going to happen. We're back to watching your words. What are you saying? (laughs) You know, your words shape what happens in your life. Amen. Um, The Bible says that the devil searches. He goes to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. He's listening to your words too, right? So what are you speaking? What are you speaking? I was talking to a friend of mine, and um, she's not in our faith circles, but we were talking about the recent school shooting and, and how horrible that is. And so she's in a different city and she said, well, because we were talking about our kids going to school and our, I don't have kids in school yet, but it's coming up. And she has a little kid, a little girl. And she said, I don't know. I just don't know what we're going to do because we, we haven't had our mass shooting yet. And I'm like, <laughs> why, why would you, why would you speak that? And I, and I didn't want to, I, it was a very quick comment and then it moved on, but I just want to be like, I'm not accepting that. And luckily we are not in the same city. So, um, but I, I, I don't, I'm not going to accept that. And that's something that you, that the blood covers is freedom from fear as well. And every, and I grew up and I don't know when you guys started doing this. I just know when I started noticing you guys doing it. Um, but before dad would leave for work, they would be praying at the, the door before dad walked out the door, they'd pray over. And I didn't sit there and listen to their whole prayer, but I remember you guys pleading the blood over, over the family house. I don't know, (laughs) but I just remembered that very specifically every morning before dad would go to work or mom would go to work. It was probably at that time that I noticed it, um, that they would plead the blood. And that marked me that that's something that 
that you need to do. And so then as I've gotten as older and, you know, I've heard about this, that is something that we need to be doing. We need to be pleading the blood. And what does that mean? Speaking what the blood has done over our lives and declaring it over your life before anything bad happens. You can apply the blood to things that are happening, things that you're going through, sickness that you're battling, apply the blood. Chains that have have you bound, addictions that have you bound, apply the blood. You can get out of those things. But you can also apply the blood for protection. Right? The Bible says he will give his angels charge over you. So we've started, since Rose has been old enough to, you know, like where she can actually interact with the prayer that we say at night, um, we've started that she'll say her prayer that she's thankful for, you know, she tells God what she's thankful for. And then I would, either Scott or I would, Rose gets to pick who prays, (laughs) and um, we pray and say, you know, we plead the blood over this house. We plead the blood over everyone in it. Sickness cannot stand. Sickness cannot come on us. And we pray these things. And then she has gotten to where she wants to repeat. So I say it. And then, you know, I say a little part. And then she prays it. And then I say it. And then she prays it. Amen. So you have to be you have to be doing it. Teach your little ones how to do this, too. Because this... I firmly believe that I am where I am today because of my parents praying over us and it bringing us up in a, in a godly home. I had a boring life where I didn't, I don't have a um, Paul redemption story because I didn't do anything Paul or Saul worthy. Um, but that's, pro- I'm coming to realize that's probably one of the best testimonies because I've been with God all these years. Amen. Amen. But I firmly believe that's because they've been pleading. They were pleading the blood over me all these years, over me and my sisters all these years. And the thing is you have to apply it to your life. Amen. Speak the word, get in, get in the word, find your scriptures on what you're redeemed from not just from sin and death and hell, not just that. That's great because if you don't get that, you don't get the rest of this, amen? If you don't apply the blood to your heart first, you're not gonna get the rest of the blessing. But once you've done that and you got that down, move on to the blessing. Find out what it is that you have through the blood. And this is why... Creflo Dollar did 20 weeks of the blood because there's so much in it, but you've got to plead the blood. And it's not, it's not begging. Plead is a legal term. It means, so like when you, if you commit a crime and they charge you with it and you go before the judge, you have to enter a plea, guilty, not guilty, or no contest. I think those are the three. Um, but now through the blood, you have a new plea. Amen. When you go to God, you can say, I plead the blood and it takes care of it. It's not a guilty or not guilty. You might be guilty of sin of what you just did that you're bringing towards to God because he knows he knows whether you're guilty or not. And but you have a new plea. You plead the blood. Amen. And it's the same with healing. If you're if you are battling something in your body, say, nope, nope, nope. I plead the blood. The blood has covered this. 
it has to go in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you had an old, and I don't know why this is coming to mind, old addiction, old something that caught you and you thought you had it kicked and then all of a sudden it starts coming back like, nope, this is under the blood. I plead the blood over this. This is not coming back. Amen. The thing is, even Satan believes in the power of the blood. He knows, he knows the power that it can do, which is why he doesn't want his church to know the extent to what it can do. Amen. He says, okay, well, if you understand that it cleanses your sin, okay, but let's not let it go any further than that. And I honestly think because knowing the blood makes you, allows you to walk in victory, if the devil can get you to live in defeat because you don't know what the blood has given you, you don't know what you can have through him, he's perfectly happy for you to get to heaven, but get to heaven broke, sick, early, right? Not live out your full days, not tell people about Jesus, not be a witness to people because you're too broke, living paycheck to paycheck to be for anyone to listen to what you're saying. Amen. Satan, that's what Satan wants. He doesn't want you to know or apply what you have. Amen. Every time you speak the word, you maintain your victory. Every time. Satan doesn't know what he, he doesn't have an answer against the blood. That's what defeated him. He has no answer against it. So if you keep pleading the blood and have faith in the blood, appropriate, apply to your life, and then expect the results, you'll get them. You might have to stand for a little bit and not waver, but you will get them. Amen? So um, just to finish out here, you can plead the blood over any person or situation, right? I plead the blood over my kids. Amen? I plead the blood over myself. And Scott and I plead the blood over both of us, over your health, over your body. Amen? Your home. And as often as you'd like. Amen? So I want to encourage you, get into the Bible. Have some scripture to come with you. To When you plead the blood, don't just say, I plead the blood. Have a scripture to, to, to back it up. Have a scripture. Whatever you're battling or whatever you're wanting to plead the blood over, have a scripture. Say, I plead the blood over this, and I thank you that this is, and give the scripture. That if you start doing that, I really feel like you're going to live in victory. Plead the blood over everything, everything that comes, because that's reminding the devil of what happened. It's reminding him you're defeated, and that blood you don't have an answer for. Amen? That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit myoasischurch.com. Thanks for listening.